Welcome to Beauty and the Ghee, the podcast about jiu-jitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a three-stripe white belt full of curiosity and questions about all the things jiu-jitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belt obsessed with jiu-jitsu. And I just want it on the record that I think that's the first time I've ever made it through my intro without having to start it over like five times. So we are on a roll now. Excellent job. And today we kind of crowdsourced this episode. So you had a request for it. I actually had someone say something to me about it one day. And then you walked into class today and you were like, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. I was like, oh, great. We are talking about unwritten rules in jujitsu. So many. It's a little overwhelming, especially as a new person, when you're walking in for the first time and you don't know what you don't know. So friends, <laughs> we're going to help you with some of that today, hopefully. Yeah, we are. And like, don't feel, you know, like people are going to help you learn those things as you go. Um, you know, there's going to be a few that you want to know right off the bat, like wear shoes in the bathroom kind of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. When I have a visitor in from another school and I like have them sign a waiver, I'm always like, here's where the locker room is. And my number one rule is wear shoes in the bathroom. <laughs> like, that's, what, <laughs> that's the only rule I tell them when they first come in. So, um, but yeah, so like some you'll want to know immediately, but some will just come as time goes on. You'll just kind of learn it. Yeah. And some are kind of just common sense, but it's good to have a reminder. You know, they say common sense isn't always common. <laughs> this is so true. Also, I would like to point out that a lot of the ones that were mentioned when we were like crowdsourcing them um, as unwritten rules are actually written rules at our academies. <laughs> this does not even so, surprise me. <laughs> no, like when, when I do that private lesson with someone for the first time, like I give them a sheet with all of these rules and I go over all the rules and explain them to them and like, why, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, like why we have these rules. So things like, you know, washing your gi and stuff like that's something I tell them on their very first day long before they even have a gi. Yeah. So speaking of that, let's just start with the hygiene stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of them came down to the hygiene. <laughs> Definitely the top category. Yeah, for sure. Nobody wants to like roll with the stinky kid, I guess. Like, <laughs> And I just don't want to be the stinky kid. Yeah, That's my right? biggest fear. Yeah. So, you know, obviously a big one, like we said, wash your gi, wash your belt, wash all your equipment after every class. I've heard people from other schools say things like, oh, well, I just drilled yesterday. So like, I don't have to wash my gi. And I'm like, mm -mm, no, no. If it touches you or the mat or another person, any of those, <laughs> it has to be washed. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I had a kid come in from another school and he got hurt and he was like, I think it's, I think it's this rash guard. Like, um, you know, kid got hurt in this same rash guard yesterday. And so when the parents came to pick him up, I was like, apparently the rash guards cursed. Like he said, one of his teammates got hurt in it yesterday. And the dad said, that rash guard hasn't even been washed yet. Oh God. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, how did I allow you to train? Like, Oh no. <laughs> Had I known, obviously I would have just given him a clean rash guard to train in. But yeah, that's that's not acceptable. You can't train in something two days in a row. Like you have to wash it. I don't care if you're washing it in your sink and hang drying it. It has to be washed. Okay. So let's talk about belts too, because not everybody washes mm -hmm. their belts. Yeah, this is a big controversy. Mm -hmm. Like people think they're gonna wash their 
knowledge away or something like that. Um, I think that's just gross. Like <laughs> your belt can still collect fungus and bacteria and all that. Just wash your belt. So wash everything. There you have it. Everything. <laughs> and that really should be a written rule. <laughs> it is. Yeah, exactly. Our school, it is. It is definitely a written rule. And, you know, that includes like washing yourself, you know, like, like we said, don't come in being the stinky kid, brush your teeth or, you know, whatever, make sure your nails are trimmed, toenails are trimmed, that kind of stuff. What else came up under the hygiene stuff? Uh, well, like if you have something, whether it's a sickness or ringworm or something like that, don't come in and train. Yeah. Like we don't want it. Right. Take the week off. It's just, you know, we've been open for over 21 years at our Southside Academy at IBJJA, and we've never had an outbreak of ringworm. And that's because people, you know, take time off if they get it at another school or if they get it at a competition or something like that. You just take the week off, you heal up, and then you come back. Yeah. You were looking for suggestions in the women's role model group, right? Yeah. For this. And someone shared, uh, don't ask someone to hold your mouth guard. A stranger. Right? Don't ask a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. That absolutely. That's gross. <laughs> you know, like wash your mouth guard. Like that's, I yeah. think that maybe a lot of times people just put them in their cases and forget about them forever, but there should be a way that you wash that out. Even if you put your mouth guard in and rinse your mouth out with Listerine or something like wash your mouth guard in some way, at least. Yes. Um, Something that like doesn't really get talked about, but I always kind of like, <laughs> get, the, get that from is um, people constantly taking their mouthpiece out to talk and then, you know, like shaking hands with everyone or, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. So let's transition then from hygiene into safety and some of the unwritten rules of that. And I'll start. My favorite, I don't know that you have it written down, but something that you preach constantly is don't break your toys. Don't break your toys. That definitely came from Rachel Casillas too. That's that's her line for sure. <laughs> See, she's always in the podcast, even when she's not in the podcast. Right? Yeah. But you know, like don't break your training partners. Yeah. Like if I break you, you're not going to want to roll with me again. So, you know, take care of your partners. Part of that goes to even, you know, aside from like not breaking their arm or something, but protecting them in other ways. Like if you see that their head is close to the person that's notorious for like, you know, taking up the entire mat and kicking people, move their head, you know, like get them out of the way. Also at our school, like if you're not rolling and you see two groups come close together, we'll go and stand in between them. Now, I will tell you that this has a little controversy at our school too, Coach Chris particularly is always like, you're just another body. Now you're in the way, like you're taking up more space. But to me, you may not notice someone low next to you that their head is right there. You might notice me standing there. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I would rather you kick me in the leg than kick them in the head. Yeah. So yes, I am a body and I'm taking up space there, but I'm protecting my teammates and I don't want them to get a concussion or something from the people next to them. So protect your teammates. Yeah, that's a good rule. So also in talking about like safety, we talked a little bit in last podcast about like using your voice. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like how we can be safer using our voice? One of the ways that you can use your voice is if you have an injury, 
tell the person that you are drilling with or that you're rolling with. And it doesn't even matter like if you just trained with them yesterday, remind them again, because I kind of feel like it at any certain time, there can be a number of us rolling around with injuries and we might forget who has what and all of that. So just remind them. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to remember, even in the middle of a roll. Like, you know, we talked about it last time too. Like you might have something happen once and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot, you know, like have that moment. But if it happens again, 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 and again, you have to be willing to like get up and walk away too. Like that's part of keeping yourself safe and being safe on the map. Definitely. If we're talking about safety altogether, we should also include like healing and taking time off for injuries. Like I know that I don't know if that fits in an unwritten rule, um, but like you don't have to train 100% when you're injured. <laughs> yes. I think another one that we could add to that is tap. tap Just tap. Yeah, tap early, tap often. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> yep. Turns out I never have given any medals at the end of class. No trophies, anything like that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so you might as well tap. We have to train another day. <laughs> All right. I won't get my hopes up for that then. (laughs) (laughs) So how about where safety kind of crosses into etiquette? I think one is attacking at your belt level kind of thing, Mm -hmm. right? So if somebody can't do something in a tournament, like you can't do knee bars as a white belt, I'm probably not going to knee bar a white belt. Okay. Unless we've had that conversation and you know, like I'm prepping for a tournament and you're trying to help me prep something like that. That's different. But I always try to attack at their level, like make them defend submissions that they would have to defend in the tournament, especially in tournament prep. Like if it's weren't, if we're not in tournament prep, that might be a little different. Um, but especially in tournament prep, attack at their level. Don't try to heel hook white belts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nice. Um, and somebody said, like, if you're going to go, like if you're in competition training or if you're going to go hard, then like ask first, like, can we can we go hard? I agree with that to an extent, especially at like a lower level. Like if you're going, if two white belts are going, like maybe kind of read the room a little bit. Yeah. Um, but also like, as I'm getting further into tournament prep, as I'm closer, then I pretty much make the announcement, like I'll roll with anybody, but know that if you roll with me, I'm in tournament mode. You have to be willing to take whatever that is. Yeah. (laughs) It's nice to have the option going into that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of have that idea of like, if if you want to roll with me and I've actually, there was, um, uh, another female team that was talking about coming up and visiting and they're like, we're going to wait until after Pam. It's like, you guys are all in murder, death, kill mode. And we don't want any part of that. (laughs) What about, so this kind of goes back to you know, when we kind of run out of space and we're on the verge of rolling into one another and there's two groups, there was a little discussion on the thread about do the lower belts move or is it the person, is it the group with the dominant position? Yeah, this is going to be like an unwritten rule that is at your school based because mostly, I think traditionally, it is the lower ranks move. Mm-hmm. That That's tradition. I think what, Like what we do is it's more about who's in the more, you know, who, who has the ability to move. So if you're in a more stagnant position, it might still be a dominant position. Like if I have mount on somebody, it's still, it's a solid position. We can recreate it very easily if we move out of the way. Yeah. Um, If it's very active in movement and I'm 
there's not a position established, then the higher rank might move. So I think like at our school, we're on pretty equal playing fields. Um, we don't do a lot of, oh, well, they're the you know higher rank. So they're more important in that way. <laughs> um, it's just whoever has the ability to move. So check with your school. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Kind of see what the, the vibe is at your school. Also, another thing that's kind of school-based is like somebody posted, you don't say no to a black belt. There are a lot of schools that say if a higher rank asks you to roll, you have to roll. Obviously, if you've listened to the podcast, like if you've listened to Beauty and the Gee at all, you know that I don't play that. <laughs> I believe it is your journey and consent is very important to me. Um, so if you don't feel comfortable rolling with somebody, you don't have to roll with them. Different environments have different outlooks on that. So again, that's going to be the unwritten rule at your own school and just kind of ask around and see what is appropriate at your school. Now, I think you ask what's appropriate at your school, but if you're not comfortable with that, you go with what your comfort level is. And if they're telling you, you have to roll with a higher rank and there's somebody that you absolutely do not want to roll with and you're getting in trouble, quote unquote, for not rolling with them, I think you should look at going to a different school. I don't think that's the environment you want. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I'd probably be in that same, that same camp for sure. Yeah. Consent's important. Yeah. And I don't think you should have to tell me who I have to train with. Yeah. Another good gym etiquette one is asking about rank, right? We briefly talked about this on the last podcast as well, but like, don't ask for the next belt <laughs> or stripe or whatever. Um, and don't act entitled to it. I, I, James used to say, if you asked for the next belt, it added six months onto the current one. Oh, wow. Um, it was kind of a joke, but kind of not. <laughs> uh, but I think if you act entitled to the next belt, then you it should definitely prolong you. Yeah. <laughs> like you should be forever. But also, here's a few things that we don't really talk about that aren't really etiquette wise. But like the reasons you shouldn't act entitled to it is one, it takes the joy out of it, Right. So then you start thinking, well, like I shouldn't have to train as hard because it's not getting me, me anywhere or, you know, I'm too good for this or whatever. And then when you do finally get the belt, then it's just like, well, yeah, I got it. I deserved it. And that just sucks. Like that it takes no a lot fun. of the joy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a gym etiquette one is don't ask for rank and don't be entitled to it. That's a good one. I love that. Zoe said, um, always try to be the first to introduce yourself to a new person, the new person training. That's a really good one. I love that. I love that. Mariah's going to beat all of us. Oh, completely. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, typically, like I get to be the first or Ryan or somebody that's doing the intro because we are waiting for them at the front door. But I love that, you know, on the mat, who gets to be the first one to like introduce themselves. Yeah, that's great. Jack's also posted that uh, sound effects make the moves easier. 100% agree with that. Yeah. And it's kind of more fun. Like you probably don't want to do it in a tournament, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have to be able to turn that off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I think, I think you have to do sound effects. I don't know how anybody does moves without sound effects in class. <laughs> I feel like it actually helps me cement what I'm doing. Cause if I think yeah. swoosh and. Yeah, what whatever we're doing. Yep. 
all of that. <laughs> yeah. It just makes I it easier. Yep. Sound effects, um, singing songs that go along with moves, all those kinds of things make it better. <laughs> <laughs> At least more fun. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I think um, there are some unwritten rules like what side your bars go on of your belt. Oh, right? yes. Either your school doesn't care at all or they care a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so know that bowing on and off the mat, that's kind of an unwritten rule. Like, does your school care? Again, some do, some don't. What you call your coach, do you call them just by their name, coach, professor, sensei, summer master, you know, like whatever. What do you call your coach? How lineup is done? Yeah. That's a you know, that's one, uh, because a lot of times visitors will come in and they'll be sitting on the wrong side. And everyone's like, go that way, go that way, go that way like, <laughs> down the line, man. <laughs> I had a blue belt last night sitting in front of the black belts. And I was like, Ooh, who's allowing this? <laughs> this feels weird. It feels dirty. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, you know, we talk about we're all on the same level, but we still have a lineup for our rank and it's weird when it's out of place. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that probably some places you have to ask permission to come onto the mat if you're late for class, or maybe you have to ask permission to go to the bathroom. I don't know. That's, I don't, I don't have either of those rules, but that's, that's one thing is like, there's going to be unwritten rules that are based on your school that that we don't have. I think we're a pretty relaxed school in general. So don't murder people on their first day. <laughs> oh, that's a good rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just be a good human. Yeah, absolutely. And I could post um, a picture on our page that it, there are school rules at IBJJA because, you know, like I said, a lot of these things that people have talked about are written rules at our school. So, and if we have not covered something that, as you're listening, you're like, oh, well, this is something at ours. Then send us a message on Instagram and let us know because we would love to hear about that. Yeah, we would love to know what your unwritten rules are at your academy, especially, or ones that you've seen at a lot of places. We'd love to hear that. Do you have an on the mat tip for this week or off the mat? I think it's just on and off the mat, asking specific questions to your teammates and coaches about what the etiquette is there. And some of those are hard to answer. Like, it's just kind of vague. That's why they're unwritten. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but just kind of, you know, recognizing them and going, okay, so this is not acceptable or this is how things are done here. Yeah. And if you see a new white belt come in and you're, you've been there a while, help them out. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know what's up. Exactly. <laughs> Where can they find us on Instagram? They can find us at Beauty in the Gee podcast, and I'm hanging out there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman, everywhere you go. They can also find us hanging out at Beauty in the Gee Gang on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> on the Facebook. On the Facebooks. <laughs> on the book of faces. You can find us there. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on, on the, the mat. mat.